medical tests you might not need. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about how there may be medical tests that are unnecessary and in some cases even harmful on Access Health Radio. And we'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications anywhere in the country directly to your home with free shipping at costs that are often much lower than even the big box pharmacies. Check them out at marleydrug.com or their membership at gomd.care, which allows you to get even better discounts on prescription drugs, often drugs $5 a month capped. Uh, and you can check that out at gomd.care. We'd also like to thank We Care Pharmacy of Apex for sponsoring our tip of the week. You can check them out at wecarepharmacyofapex.com. The folks there will also be helping us out with some special shows this year on prescription medications. And we'd also like to thank Wake Family Eye Care, who sponsors the Access Health Radio Trivia. You can check them out at wakefamilyeyecare.com. Dr. Brian Forrest is a board-certified family physician from Apex. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us today. And if you have a question for Dr. Forrest, you can reach out to him. Dr. Forrest, what's the best way for folks to uh, ask a question or perhaps find out more information about your practice in Apex? Well, if they want to find out about our practice in Apex, they can go to acchealth.com. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Or give us a call at 919-363-0190. If they want to send us an email, they can send that to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. And, and after the show, if they want to listen to an on-demand podcast or they want a family member to get to hear the show, they can go to WPTF.com and all of the shows are archived there. And then you can also download it on Apple Podcasts at least about an hour or two after the show airs. So, Dr. Forrest, most people assume that if a medical professional recommends or even orders a medical procedure or test, that it's absolutely necessary. But what I'm understanding is this is not always the case. Is that true? Can you explain that? Yes. You know, we, we live in a world with all sorts of advanced technology and lab testing available for diagnosis and treatment of medical conditions. However, sometimes those tests just aren't needed, and in some cases, they can even be more harmful uh, than beneficial. Uh, unfortunately, many tests that are expensive create a profit incentive that may outweigh their medical benefit. Uh, you know, with many hospitals and healthcare facilities struggling to stay open, more testing means more money to help sort of stay in business. Uh, you know, the second issue is that much testing is done due to our litigious society. You know, healthcare providers concerned about missing something, even when they almost are certain that it doesn't exist, makes them more likely to do extensive testing, even when it's unlikely they're going to find anything. Um, lastly, tests are often repeated much more often than necessary. For example, I've had patients and family members get a CT scan with every single admission to the hospital, even if they'd had that same scan within the last couple of weeks. And sometimes that, again, is due to liability issues, but it can also be caused because one facility may not have access to another's test results. So if you do have a scan at a hospital, you know, a week ago, and then you end up at another hospital a week later, um, they might repeat the scan just because they have no way to see it. So uh, make sure that either you have a copy of old results with you uh, or available, or you know how to access those uh, for another hospital so you don't just repeat things you don't need. 
So, Dr. Forrest, what are some examples of tests and procedures that might be done too often? And uh, you even said some could be unnecessary or even harmful. Can you tell us what those are? Yeah, so I, I'm going to go through a little bit of a laundry list of things that uh, have shown not to really be useful. Um, and one of those is uh, cardiac exercise stress testing. In fact, I had a patient recently uh, ask me um, when they were going to the cardiologist to get their cardiology workup. And my question was, well, you don't have a cardiology problem. Uh, you know, you don't have a heart condition. You don't have heart disease. There's there's really nothing they can do for you. Uh, but they knew friends that, uh, you know, went to practices that every single one of them got a stress test, sort of whether they needed it or not. Um, so if you're not having symptoms uh, of cardiac problems, you really don't need those uh, stress tests. Um, another one is x-rays for low back pain. We found out that you know, low back pain is very, very common. You know, most everyone in the United States is going to have low back pain at some point. And most of that comes from strains uh, in the, the lumbar muscles of the back. Um, sometimes discs are involved and arthritis can be involved. Uh, but it turns out that doing x-rays in the first month of symptoms uh, really just, you know, gives you some radiation and doesn't really help that much. Uh, now, it's different if you've had low back pain and it hasn't changed. It's been there for, you know, a long time. You know, you're in your second or third month. Well, by then, you know, normal things would have improved. And so you really probably should get it done then. Um, you know, chest x-rays before surgery without any reason. You know, there's a lot of uh, people that will order a chest x-ray on somebody who has no symptoms just as a screening thing to do right before uh, they do surgery. Um, and those really aren't necessary for most people. Um, and then again, we're going, we're kind of going to talk a lot about CT scans for two reasons. Number one, it's, it's a lot more radiation than what we're used to from things like dental x-rays and plain x-rays. Um, but a lot of people ask about screening for lung cancer with CT scans. Now, um, there is a recommendation that if you have smoked over 30 years, um, that you do get a, a screening CT scan, uh, to look for something um, and for most of my patients, I recommend they do that at age 65. Uh, but between 55 and 80 years old, getting one CT scan to screen for lung cancer, if you smoke for 30 years, does make sense. Um, CT scans with contrast. So contrast is a dye that uh, they use when they're doing CT scans uh, that does help you see some things a little better. Um, but 95% of the time, we really don't need that contrast. And the contrast can be really harmful. It can cause kidney damage. Uh, some people have allergic reactions to it. Um, you know, it has to go all throughout the body. Um, and so uh, most CT scans don't need contrast. So if your doctor uh, wants you to have a CT scan with contrast, you should, you should uh, speak up and say, hey, you know, do I really need the contrast? I'm concerned about some of the side effects that come along with that. Uh, what it might do to my kidneys, and if it's absolutely necessary, that's fine. Uh, but you should always question that. Um, where we see it's definitely not needed is when you've had a patient who has had six or seven CT scans with contrast in a year, because every time they have any contact with a medical facility like a hospital, they get another one. And that's just absolutely unnecessary. And I've seen patients have significant, really bad kidney damage from that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also, you know, we have lots of people hit their head. Um, lots of people get headaches. 
but every time you're, you have a headache, every time you hit your head, you don't necessarily need a CT scan, like for a minor concussion. Um, but now if you have fever, if you have vomiting, if you have seizures or sudden severe pain uh, with a headache, then that might be a good reason to do that. Um, and then another one, this is very common. Um, it's been estimated that 75% of cardiac catheterizations are unnecessary. That's a lot. When three out of wow. four are unnecessary, we're doing way too many of these. And cardiac catheterizations um, really can have some problems. I have seen patients actually get a heart attack because they got a catheterization done and the little wire that's used to go up into the arteries scraped off a little calcium from the edge of the wall. And that calcium then, when it was scraped, was scraped off, went downstream and blocked four other arteries. Uh, and then the patient had a heart attack, not because they, they were having one before, but they actually had a heart attack because they were getting the catheterization. Wow. Um, and another one that's very common is prostate biopsies. This is actually why PSAs have become so controversial because, um, you know, most of the time when a PSA is elevated, you don't need a biopsy. Um, and many times men were sent for that. So, uh, you know, nine out of 10 men who have an elevated PSA do not need a prostate biopsy and don't have cancer. So that's something you really need to evaluate with your physician. Um, by the same token, if you're 95 years old, you don't need a PSA test. Because uh, even if you had prostate cancer at 95, uh, that's not going to be what gets you in most cases. So really older men don't need PSAs anymore. And the next one is bone density test. Most low-risk women also don't need bone density tests if they don't have a strong history of osteoporosis or of being really lightweight when they were younger um, or inadequate nutrition. Many of them don't really need bone density tests. That is great information to be armed with when you end up in the hospital. Thanks so much, Dr. Forrest. Time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week. Whenever you are recommended to have any type of diagnostic test or procedure, you should always ask why. This may seem obvious, but many patients will assume that if the doctor says they're going to do it, it's an absolute necessity. If the results of a test will not change how you're treated, you or your physician's decision-making then it's probably unnecessary. While many diagnostic tests have fairly low risk, some do have higher levels of radiation or other complications. Thank you so much. Dr. Brian Forrest, board-certified family physician from Apex, and I'm Mike Davis. And after the break, Dr. Forrest will be discussing how some tests and procedures can actually be harmful if they're not needed. Also, course our access health trivia of the week our program would not be complete without it this is access health radio medical test you may not actually need that's what we're talking about today on access health radio with board certified family physician dr brian forrest thanks for joining us i'm mike davis Uh, dr forrest why for some medical procedures should people think twice due to potentially bad side effects or bad outcomes from the test itself? Well, I've actually seen examples of where patients that were basically healthy died due to having procedures they really didn't need. Um, I've seen patients have strokes, heart attacks, uh, incontinence, kidney damage, um, all from medical procedures that, in my opinion, should have never been done. Um, So we talked a little bit about that catheterization patient. Uh, that had the catheterization for no reason, 
honestly, the reason she probably got it was that she had too good of insurance and, uh, it was a real financial incentive. In fact, wow. she was having no, no cardiac symptoms when she went to the hospital and they did uh, a test, a stress test on her. It was negative, showed no problem. So then the cardiologist said, Hey, well, let's get a, uh, a nuclear scan. And that was completely normal. And then he said, well, all those are normal. They show no heart problems. Let's go ahead and do a catheterization. And then did the catheterization, and that's what led to uh, that disruption of calcium. So, uh, again, uh, you know, make sure you know why you're having a test done because sometimes uh, they can have high risk. Um, with prostate biopsies, uh, prostate biopsy is one of the sort of it's, – it's necessary in some cases, but it has some of the worst side effects of any procedure. Um, you know, many times people are incontinent, uh, impotent, uh, have all sorts of trouble after that. Sometimes they have uh, uh, bleeding uh, for even weeks after uh, they have a prostate biopsy, not to mention it's incredibly uncomfortable. Um, so it's not something you want to do unless, you know, uh, a urologist has said, look, we think your, your risk for having a prostate cancer is, is sufficiently high that we really, really need to do it. And that doesn't mean just, a, you know, a single elevated PSA test. Um, and we mentioned a little bit about contrast CTs. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you're ever getting a CT scan, um, you should always ask if you're getting contrast um, and if there's a good reason for that. That's really important for you to be an empowered patient uh, and ask that because, uh, you know, it's your body that contrast is going into. So what can patients do to make good decisions about which test they should be getting, Dr. Forrest? Well, healthcare in the modern era is supposed to be evidence-based. And that means that for given treatments and tests, that well-done studies should have been conducted proving when they are useful and when they are not. Um, asking your physician if there's good evidence for a given test or procedure to be done in your case makes a lot of sense. And if they cannot answer that there is good evidence to support doing a particular test, uh, then you should consider if you want to go through with it or not. What are some ways that people can actually get treatments or procedures like the ones we're talking about when they're necessary? How can they get those totally for free? Well, there are programs available at most hospitals to help people that don't have insurance or the ability to pay. Um, to get a service. And those programs are not automatic. So you can't just show up and have something done and assume that you won't get a bill because you will. Uh, In fact, that's one of the leading causes for bankruptcy is people assuming that if they don't have insurance, uh, that that would just get written off. Um, And that might have happened commonly 20 years ago, um, but it's much, much less likely now that patients would not actually have to pay something unless they specifically qualify in advance for a charity care program. Uh, If you need a test, a surgery, or procedure badly, and you really have no way to pay for it, there are a few options. First, many specialists will actually donate a certain number of consultations or procedures per year for that purpose. There was a really good program in our area called Project Access, which did this. Um, And you can also usually work out a long-term payment plan for a discounted amount if you show a hospital or facility that you are willing to pay as much as you can really afford. Um, And lastly is the concept of medical tourism. Um, You can sometimes go to different states or even different countries and get things done less expensively. Uh, We had a patient without any insurance that went to India to get a surgical procedure, and it was done for 90% less 
you know, even after they factored in their plane ticket, right? Wow. Um, there's also a surgery center. Um, it's in Oklahoma, but they are specifically meant to provide steeply discounted all-in rates for patients that are paying cash. And it's called the Surgery Center of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. It's easy to find online. I've actually had several of my patients that were having things like hernia repair operations, uh, had them done there. And when they priced that out in the triangle, uh, they found the average cost was going to be around twenty to $25,000 um, for some of these very minor surgeries like gallbladder removal or something like that. And at Surgery Center of Oklahoma, they just do it for a flat rate, everything included, the doctor's bill, hospital bill, anesthesia and everything. And they tell you up front exactly what that's going to be. And for many of those, it's about 90% less, like 2500 wow. instead of 25000 um, I just had a patient about a month ago who went up to a the Her- hernia center of Maryland, and this is a facility in Ma- in Maryland with well trained doctors. I mean, these are like Harvard trained surgeons that just decided they were sick of insurance, so they decided they were going to do a surgery center where all they did was hernia repair. Uh, you know, they do thousands and thousands of thousands of those. And they do the same thing. They give those steep discounts. That is remarkable. Thank you so much. As patients, sometimes we don't really know if we need a test or not when should we get a second opinion well anytime the person recommending the test owns the equipment or facility that performs a test uh you need to be concerned there might be a conflict of interest Mm. and you know that doesn't apply to common blood work and you know routine primary care but it does for things like ct scanners mris ultrasounds sleep labs etc so if your doctor has a ct scanner in his office and he wants you to take a tour through it on a regular basis, uh, you have to wonder about, you know, what the reason might be for that. Um, Also, if the test is high risk and you have a reasonable amount of time to safely wait, uh, that's a good time to to wait, consider your options, and maybe get a second opinion. And if your out-of-pocket cost is going to be, you know, something to put you in financial risk of bankruptcy, you really ought to think about getting a second opinion. And if you don't have any of the symptoms and the test is uh, not commonly done in a doctor's office, then that's something you really should get a second opinion for. Thanks, Dr. Farr. Straight ahead, our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. It's time now, Dr. Forrest, for our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. Most tests and procedures have been researched and studied extensively to see if their benefits outweighs harms. Did you know that testing has been given an evidence grade? Researchers and physicians rate evidence for the benefits of testing and procedures with a letter grade. Generally, if you're in a situation that gets an A or a B, that's certainly reasonable. But if the evidence grade is a C or lower, you really should consider strongly if you want to have it performed. Uh, One quick site you can look up for that is USPSTF.com, USPSTF.com. They actually have evidence grades for different tests. Thanks so much, but that's all the time we have for this week. Our scripture is from 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show. We look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.